coming to preach, but uh, Asher Weber's coming to preach the message tonight, and uh, just be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good to be in the house of God tonight, and uh, I want to start off by saying thank you to Pastor Jason and Miss Summer for the opportunity to minister before you here tonight, and to echo what he said, met him about, met both of them about four or five years ago. I believe it's been about two or three years since I, I was last here to minister, and uh, I just appreciate them so much, so thankful for uh, the work they're doing here, and I want to encourage those of you watching by live stream to continue to uh, support financially the church here and, uh, and be faithful in your giving uh, because the Lord will bless you for it. Um, and uh, just to echo what Pastor Jason said tonight, uh, in, in a culture that we're living in today where there's so much fake news, I want to give, give you some real news. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back for His church. Jesus is coming back for His bride. And uh, I encourage you to, to be very careful uh, what you pay attention to in the news media right now because it'll bring you down, it'll discourage you, but you can stand upon the truth of the Word of God and you can strengthen yourself in the Lord. Tonight I want to minister from Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43, beginning in verse 1. It says, But now thus saith the Lord that created you, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. I want to minister a simple message here tonight without holding you for too long. You are His. You are His. Would you pray with me here tonight? Heavenly Father, we come to You, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we thank You, God, for the anointing of Your Holy Spirit, God. We thank You for Your faithfulness, even in troublesome times, O oh God. And Lord, as Pastor Jason brought before You this evening, Lord, we just lift up our President, Lord. We lift up our leaders, God, those in power, God. We ask that You would give them wisdom, Lord. You said that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And Lord, we just pray, God, that You would put an awesome respect for You in their hearts, God, that they might receive wisdom from You. And Lord, we give You praise, we give You glory, and we give You thanks. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. What we've been seeing happen in our country over these last couple weeks is pretty remarkable. Um, but essentially what happened is within a matter of weeks, every God in America fell. Every God in the world fell. The NBA, fallen. The NHL, fallen. The NBA, the NBA, fallen. The NCAA, fallen. PGA, fallen. Hollywood, fallen. TV shows, canceled. Broadway, canceled. In a matter of weeks, just like that. God silenced every God in America. God said, you want to worship money? I'll, I'll silence the economy. You want to worship actors? I'll, 
I'll shut down Hollywood. You want to worship sports? I'll shut down stadiums. And we're in a time right now where all the distractions have been stripped away. I love the song that they were just singing, Draw Me Lord. And this, this morning as I was getting ready for the message and I was, I was praying in Pastor Jason's office, I began to just, just feel the Spirit of God flowing over my heart unlike I've felt throughout this whole situation. Just a freedom. Just the, 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 the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God. And I want to encourage you wherever you're watching right now that the Holy Spirit can bring refreshment to your heart. Bring refreshment to your soul. David said, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me hope thou in God and so wherever you're going whatever you're going through right now wherever you are the Holy Spirit wants to wants you to strengthen yourself in the Lord you can you can feel refreshed in the Lord and Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 27 he said peace I leave with you my peace I give unto you not as the world gives give I unto you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid you want to know why we don't have to be afraid of what's happening in the world right now? You want to know why we don't have to be fearful by the circumstances? It's because the peace that we have never came from the world to begin with. It never came from the things of this world. This peace that Jesus has given to us, it totally supersedes anything that's happening in the world right now. You can be at peace in your heart and in your life right now. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9 says, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee wheresoever that you go. The Lord is with you right now. Be of good courage. Do not be afraid. You know, just a, a couple weeks, I was, I was studying about the children of Israel and when they were cornered in at the Red Sea. And, and what's amazing to me is that the children of Israel, when they were initially cornered in, and you know the story, the Egyptian armies were pursuing them from behind, and, and they, they, they had this sudden flush of, of fear that came over them. But, but God was patient with that. And, and what I love is that the very first thing that God did was He told the children of Israel, fear not. He, he said, fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. So not only did he, he tell His people not to fear, but immediately after, He gave them a promise. There, there's a reason why you and I don't have to fear. It's because God's Word is full of promises. He said, fear not, stand still. He said, I'm going to deliver you. I'm going I'm to save you. There's a reason you don't have to fear right now. It's because the Lord will deliver you. It's because the Lord will save you in the time of the of trouble. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from them all. You know what that word all means? It means every single one without the exception of any. There's absolutely nothing that catches God by surprise. There's never been a moment where God stepped back and He said, I, I never saw that coming. There, there's nothing the devil can do to, to catch God off guard. You know, I, I love the story about Paul and Silas and and how Paul and Silas, how they were beaten and, and they were thrown into a, a prison cell. And it looked like the devil was, was winning the battle. It looked like the devil was winning the battle over, over their life. But the devil made a mistake. The, the biggest mistake that the devil made, it wasn't seeing that they were beaten. It wasn't even so much seeing to it that they were thrown into a prison. But the biggest mistake that the devil made was putting them in the same cell. 
Because God already said where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. The Bible says they begin to sing praises to God, that the ground began to shake, the prison doors opened wide, and they were freed by the power of God. And that's the answer, that's the key to what we're going through right now. We've got to continue to praise God. We, we can't lose praise in the midst of what's happening right now. You know, Pastor Summer and I were talking about this, how how we're living in a time where, where the moving of the Holy Spirit can no longer be manufactured. That, that we actually have to rely on the Spirit of God. We, 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 we're, we're in a time where we can't get caught up in fad after fad and even, even trust in, in church attendance and, and, and the crowds to, to, to be right with God. We're in a place where we actually have to seek the face of God. We actually have to draw near to the Lord. Psalm 34 and verse 4, it says, I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. Matthew chapter 6 in verse 34 says, Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. And, and, and you know, I know that whenever the news is constantly putting out negativity, sometimes you can... You can be anxious to, to hear what they're saying next. And, and I'm not against being informed. We ought, to be, we ought to be informed, but we shouldn't worry about tomorrow. We shouldn't worry about what the new news broadcasters have to say tomorrow because we already have the Word of God. We al already know that the Lord is our shepherd, that no matter what's happening right now, no matter what's going on, we can be strong in the Lord. And, and I know also when we're in a storm that... All the promises that God has given to us, they, they can feel like they're, they're deteriorating. And I, I know especially in, in ministry when there's ambition and there's, there's vision and, and, and things are ripe and so many things that, that you feel like can be accomplished right now and, and you feel like we're about to be accomplished and, and suddenly we go through this storm and those promises and the visions and, and the things that God has spoken to our heart, we can, we can feel like they're deteriorating. We can, we can feel like they're evaporating. But I want to encourage you here tonight that when God spoke those promises prior to this situation, He knew these situations were going to happen and he still spoke those promises and we can rest assured that God will bring those promises to pass that God will bring to pass the visions that that he's given to us he he will bring to pass the the call that is upon our life this is just a season that we're in right now but this too shall pass and we will come out on the other side and I pray that what happens is that there's a great awakening. You realize that the gospel right now is going out throughout media right now unlike ever before. And that's really what you see in the book of Acts that when the trouble came, the church had to scatter. And I think that what's happened, and I'll admit even as a pastor that I'm grateful for that. I'm thankful that that the church is scattered right now because there's a world that is lost and that is hurting outside the four walls. They're ready, they're waiting to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this has really caused the church to take the gospel to where they are. I love what Pastor Jason said about the outdoor services. We're going to bring the gospel to them whether they like it or not. And God's been waiting for that moment where the church would actually become an outreach and not an inreach. A church that would actually reach out with the gospel. Would send the gospel forth. You know, in the Old Testament, 
whenever they would, they would offer up those lambs, and they had to consume those lambs, then whenever there was leftover lamb, they, had to, they, they were commanded to distribute the lamb throughout the camp. And, and that lamb, it would, it would bring life to the camp. And, and if they didn't distribute the lamb, that, that lamb would, would begin to stink. And you want to know why there are so many churches uh, that, that stink with musky religion? It's because they're not distributing the lamb. They're, they're, they're not reaching out with the lamb. They're not sending out the lamb. We, we've got to distribute the lamb. This gospel is not just for us, but it's for a lost, a hurting, and a broken world. And I believe that we as a church, as a body of Christ, that, that we've got to focus on, on preaching the truth and, and don't get caught up in, in the, the conspiracies because... Right now, people are searching. People are, are, are looking for the truth. They're looking for the answer. And, and, and people are more vulnerable in these times because they want to know what, what's going to happen next. They want to know uh, what the Bible says prophetically. And, and there are some preachers that will take advantage of that. And they'll, they'll, they'll preach their own agendas. And, and they'll preach conspiracy theories and, and really feed off of the fear of people. And so you've really got to be careful in, in what you hear. And, and does it line up with the Word of God? If, if what you're hearing is, is causing fear in your heart, it's not the truth of the Word of God. You know, you know we've, we've been living in the end times before all this happened. This isn't the first time a, a plague has happened in modern history. You know, in, in I believe it was 1918, the Spanish flu, you know, that wiped out nearly 50 million people. Uh, around the world, and this isn't nearly as bad as that, but we were already living in the end times before all this happened, but, but this doesn't change how the church should, it shouldn't change our focus. Our focus should still be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so if, if we're getting focused on, uh, on, on what's happening with our government, I, I believe that the church needs to stand up. I believe that that, that if there's overreach, the church needs to, to stand up. But I, I also believe that we've got to stay focused on preaching the gospel. We've got to stay focused in reaching the lost. Psalms chapter 94 and verse 19, it says, In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comfort delights my soul. In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comfort delights my soul. First John chapter 4 and verse 18 says, There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out all fear because fear involves torment. And if you're living in fear right now, rest assured, that's, that's not the Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit wants to, wants to comfort your soul. You might be watching right now and you're in a house, you're in, in an apartment, and you're all by yourself and you feel lonely, but I want you to know the Spirit of God is right where you are right now. I want you to know that the Lord holds your tomorrow. I want you to know that, that you can be at peace within. The children of Israel, they, 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 the, it was really the Lord that orchestrated that test and put them in that situation. Uh, some people think it was the devil that backed them up against it. It wasn't the devil that did it. The devil wasn't leading the children of Israel. It was the Lord that was leading the children of Israel. And, and the Lord... 
strategically put them in a situation where their faith was put to the test. And, and they actually had to, to believe God. God wanted to use him as an example, as, as people that he has in the earth that, that still believe in his power and still believe in his glory. And, and God is trying to do the same thing with the church today. He, he's looking for people who, who will actually believe God and believe that he is all-powerful that he's able to deliver, he's able to say, if, if the church is in fear right now, what does the world have to look to? If, if the church is overwhelmed by what's happening in the world right now, uh, what kind of testimony is that to them? Uh, I want the Lord to, to strengthen our faith. The children of Israel were, were put in a situation where there was absolutely no other way out other than to believe God to deliver them. There, there was no other solution. They had to trust God. They had to believe the Lord. And we're in that same situation right now where we have to trust God and we have to believe God. But God is all-powerful. God is well able to deliver us from, from the situations. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from every single one of them. God's called you. He said back there in Isaiah that he said, fear not for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. You are his. And that's really why you don't have to fear. You're a child of God. The Lord has saved you. The Lord has delivered you. He's redeemed you. He's called you by your name. You are a child of God. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Hallelujah. Do not fear. Fear not. Fear not, fear not, fear not. And I believe that we have to, we have to address our fears with, with, with the everlasting promises throughout the Word of God. That, that, that's the best way to address fear and anxiety. Uh, remind ourselves of, of the promises in God's Word. Re remind ourselves of, of what He's spoken to our hearts in, in, in times past. You know, I believe that another reason why the Lord had the purpose in backing the children of Israel up against the Red Sea. Uh, of, of course, he, uh, he wanted them to realize that, that his enemies, whenever their enemies drowned in the Red Sea, that he, he wanted them to, to no longer be fearful of their enemies catching up to them. But I believe that he also wanted it to serve uh, as something for them to look back to and on, on his deliverance in times past. So, when they were tested in the wilderness, they could, they could remind themselves of, of the victory uh, that the Lord afforded to them in the past. And, and I want to say this, that, that, that when you experience an exam, don't forget what God has done in the quizzes. I'll say that again. When you're experiencing an exam, don't forget what God has done throughout all the quizzes of your life. The, the, the smaller tests, if you're facing something big right now, remind yourself of all the things that the Lord has brought you through. You know, I had just gotten back from Columbia about a month ago, and um, when I flew down to Columbia, um, I really didn't think it would be too intense down there. We had just closed travel from Europe, and we had just closed travel from, uh, from China, and I thought, you know, surely Columbia, you know, things should go pretty smoothly. And on my way down there, I realized things were a little bit more intense than, than what I expected. But it, it was a beautiful thing to see the hunger in the hearts of the people. 
and, and, and those who came and responded for the gospel, they, they were well aware of what was happening around the world, but they still turned out to hear the gospel. And it was a, it was a precious thing, especially in that moment, to, to be able to bring the message of hope to them, to deliver the, the gospel to them, and to see them respond and, and give their heart to Christ. There's really nowhere else I would have rather have been, nothing else I, I, I would have rather been doing. And, and so I try to look from an optimistic perspective. When, when, when you look at what's happening right now, I, I don't think about, you know, the... The, the sickness so much and, and, and numbers and statistics as much as I do how it's drawn people to the Lord. And, uh, and you're, you, you see all these videos surfacing, for those of you who keep, keep up with social media, surfacing from all around the world and, and seeing mass amounts of people quarantined from their apartments and crying out to God and worshiping God and seeking the face of God and asking God to, to have mercy on their nation. That, that's what this should be producing. That's what this should be called. That, that's what the result of all of this should be. People crying out to God. People recognizing and realizing their need for the Lord. There is a a politician in, in New York State just yesterday uh, who basically said that God doesn't receive credit for the drop in numbers in our state. That, that prayer doesn't receive credit for the decrease in cases. Well, I want to tell him that you're wrong. Because I believe that the people of God are crying out to the Lord on behalf of this nation right now. They're crying out to God to have mercy on this country and to move in this nation once again. Hallelujah. You know, I always think about a vision that many of you have probably heard of that Brother Swagger shared a long time ago. And, and I'm sure you've heard it, but in this vision, there is a, there is a large cotton field that represented the the harvest of souls that are at hand. And, and he looked off to a distance and he saw this, this vicious, wicked storm headed toward the, the harvest field. And in the harvest field, there were very few cotton-picking mechanical machines. It, it was a number that was very inadequate for the task. And he said the Lord spoke to his heart and said, I'm going to, de I'm going to delay the storm for a period of time so that the harvest might be gathered. And I believe that the same is true today, that God has been holding back the dark cloud upon our nation. I believe that God has been intervening in our country and really around the world. But I believe it's for one distinct purpose, and it's to reap a harvest. It's to reach the lost. It's to, to go into the highways and the byways and to compel them to come in that His house may be filled. Is that your heart right now? Lord, I just want to be used for your glory, God. I, I want to see the lost saved. I, I want to see those who are bound by sin and bound by fear and bound by de depression set free through your word, set free through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what I want to see. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. It says, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Can somebody say more than conquerors? We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, neither angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any created thing shall be, be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Absolutely nothing can separate you from the love of God. 
Absolutely nothing that's happening in the world right now can separate you from the love of Jesus. You serve a loving God. You serve a God who loves you. I want you to know that you are His. Hallelujah. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves of who we are in Christ. We have to remind ourselves of the God that we serve. Do you mind if I take a minute to lift up the name of Jesus here tonight? I want to say He's wonderful. He's glorious. He's holy. He's righteous. He's victorious. He's the conqueror. He's triumphant. He's mighty. He's the healer. He's a deliverer. He's a shield in defense. He's a strong tower. And He's my best friend. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's a soon coming King. Alpha, Omega, Lord of everything. Holy, holy, holy is His name. I'm talking about Jesus Christ tonight. That's who you serve. That's who your God is, and you are His. Hallelujah. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Singers and musicians can come back here tonight. Nothing can separate you from His love. Jesus has purchased you with His blood. You've been, you've been purchased by the blood of Jesus. Just this last Sunday, we, we celebrated the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but, but the gospel doesn't stop there. But soon and very soon, the trump of God shall sound, and Jesus is coming back for His church. Hallelujah. We don't just celebrate a resurrection 2,000 years ago, but we celebrate another resurrection that is soon to come when all of those who have died in the Lord shall be caught up in the air to meet Him in the air. And there shall be no more weeping, no more pain, no more hurt. Hallelujah. The former things will be passed away. We have something to look forward to. We have things to be excited about. You're a child of God. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Hope thou in God. Hallelujah. As they play what they feel led here tonight, I want to go before the Lord in prayer. And I want those of you who are watching my live stream to join us in prayer tonight. To pray for our nation. To pray for the church. To, to pray for, for preachers. For God to strengthen them by His Spirit. To pray for those of you who are watching that God... Would, would encourage you and strengthen you right where you are. Let's pray tonight. Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord. In the precious name of Jesus, oh Lord. Lord, we thank you for your promises, God. Lord, we thank you for this hope that you've given to us, oh God. Lord, tonight we pray for everybody watching tonight, Lord. Those here tonight, God, we ask, God, that you would strengthen every person under the sound of my voice tonight, God. Lord, that you would deliver them from all of their fears, oh God. Lord, that you would speak peace in every situation in their life. God, those who are struggling financially right now, Lord, we ask that you would make provision for them right where they are tonight, God. Lord, we pray for our nation. We pray for the world, God. We ask that through this situation, Lord, that you would draw hearts, God. Lord, that you would draw them closer to you, God. You said that no man comes to you unless the Spirit draw them. And Lord, we ask right now, God, God, that you would convict their hearts, oh Lord. God, that as every other God in this nation has been silenced, Lord. We ask that your voice would be loud and clear, O oh God. 
Lord, that you would reveal to them how much you love them, God. Lord, that you would show them the sacrifice that that you gave to them through the cross, God. Lord, that they would come to know you through this situation, Lord. Lord, we pray that there would be an awakening in the church, God. Lord, that you would would wake up the body, O God, that, that we would no longer play church, God. We would no longer go through the motions, God, but that we would step out of our comfort zone and we would step out in faith and we would do what you've called us to do. And Lord, we give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you thanks. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Go ahead, guys. I'm thankful that I am His. I'm so grateful that I'm His. I just uh, I pointed out to Summer just a few moments ago. In my personal study time, I was in my study, and the Gibeonites, or, or, or they were trying to make an alliance with Joshua, and they, they brought the, 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 the worn-out clothes, the, the moldy, moldy bread if you will, trying to pretend they had traveled for so long. and uh, I don't know, you know, you can take that a million ways, but for me, I felt the Lord really drop into my spirit. This is what my people have brought me and asked me to bless it. And just like uh, Asher said, he has stripped us of everything. And we only have one option. We have one option. I preached Sunday, the choice, and, and we have two, to run from him or run to him. But obviously we see what running from him has done. We had better turn to him and run to him. Continue to lift one another up, encourage one another. Um, if you need anything, call us, let us know. We don't know unless you let us know. So don't get mad if we didn't do something that we didn't know to do. Um, so let, let us know. Um, But stay tuned. We will be in touch again.